Once again, your song of the day from 1976, Devil Woman by Cliff Richard. No, this is not about the gal who was tailgating me, by the way. That's not why I brought that song up. Not Devil She's woman. not Devil no. Woman. Uh, 464-56851 is bad. 10 is good. Texture rating on the Sauter Heyman Jewelers song of the day. Where'd you go to there, Bill? You well, 19, close seven, I went to 1976 is where I went I when the song so. came out. That was, oh, that was outstanding. That is just, I, I could picture Cliff. Uh, recording this song. I could just picture him recording this song. That is kind of a lead-up song, which means it's kind of what I mean, a lead-up song. It's something uh, you're getting ready to go out. You're getting ready to do something. Uh, it be something you have on your 8-track player in your room or something after you came, you're getting ready. It's like Friday night. You're, you're in high school. Or you're, my, for me, junior high or something at that time. That would be something that would be going on in my head. Uh, great song. Great lyrics. I'm going to give it an 8.44. Whoa. It's pretty high. Yeah, eight. I thought I told you you'd like that I, song I knew before it, yes, the sir. day. I had no idea. If you said who sang it, I'd have no, no idea. No, you wouldn't. Well, he's a one-hit no wonder. wonder. I'm pretty, I'm pretty wonder. sure no, Cliff was a no one-hit wonder. Yeah. Uh, some response here. Uh, B.I.B. says 6.75. Leroy, a 4.8. From Steve, Mike, and Dalton, a 5. Mm-hmm. Giltner goes exact 6.3333. Nice. Okay. Um, Rod says, have a good week, guys. That's an eight. Uh, have, that has not aged badly at all, that no. song. I, I enjoy it. Really enjoyed it. Jennifer, 8.2. Hubby, 7.1. Shout out Novotny Nutrition and Wellness with those guys. Mark and Lincoln, 9.167. Who in Columbus, Bill? Bird. Hey, just a three from Bird. Yeah. Just a three from Bird. I, I like respect that. him. Didn't like that one. John Des Moines says, that's a cool song, a seven. James and Lincoln, 9.5. Ryan, a 0.37. Wow, Did down on like it. That. Did, Did not, not like that one. Uh, John in Fremont, 6.8. 8.2 from Stan. Uh, Nyla, a 7. 8.2 from uh, David also. And a 5.6 from Greg in Michigan. Again, your song of the day was Devil Woman by Cliff mm-hmm. Richard from 1976. It was good also to hear from the aging gracefully people because we're still trying to... I'll somewhat apologize for Sipple's take <laughs> on aging gracefully to make stuff up mm. to make everyone feel better. That's right. That was, that his, was take his take on Friday. Yes. Yep. Yes, and he was proud of that. He's like, he was I, very he, proud he of it. He researched it. He was like, I have, I, I'm he ready had for, notes. I'm ready to take no, I have something here that's really good. He said, yes, that was concerning. Make stuff up. Make stuff up. This is my son, make, the publisher make of the Lincoln Journal Star. And make you feel better. Yeah. Yes. That's great. He's, he's easy to ask. Build your profile. Was his, that was his plan. Yeah, that's yes. right. Okay, before uh, Bill throws one second for us to play a legal ID. Give me one second. This is Lincoln's home for sports talk on the FM dial. The home of Kansas City Royals baseball. KNTK FM for 93.7 The Ticket. Without further ado, it is time to get the intro for Bill's Thrills on a Monday. Some call him the most interesting man in the world. That is setting up the morel mushroom yes. bonanza. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is going to be bonanza. Mushrooms right. grow better with thunder and lightning. Others call him coach. But to everyone else, he's Bill. I want to get one of those military ab stimulators for us to wear during the show. You see, I sent it to you today. It's time for Bill's Thrills on Early Break. Sponsored by Dirk, Scott, and Ty at Mid-Plains Advisors. Last week was Memorial Day, so we didn't have a Football Facts Monday. Did not. We do this week, so Bill, the floor is yours. Football Facts on a Monday. Awesome. I'm going to discuss today on Football Facts the craziness of college coaching. The craziness of college coaching. And I'm talking about time spent. This is going to be twofold. 
And I'm going to talk about, this was very much common knowledge, and I listened to an interview with uh, Coach Saban this weekend uh, that was interesting. And I hadn't really put it together, even though we've been on this path for several years. But this was common knowledge that in coaching, you worked 37 weeks out of the 52 that you worked all seven days of the week. Okay. So you're working well, straight seven days, seven days a week. Thirty. Think about that. 37 weeks, you're working seven days a week. And on those days, probably not one of them is eight to five. Not one of them. So people always get, ah, I work 16 hours of that. But just, mm -mm. you're just going to say on the average, you're putting in a 12 to 14-hour day. That's kind of what it is. For seven days in a row. Wow. That now, as Coach Saban brought up, has changed because of the new rules, how June is, and with what's going on. It's now 44 weeks. Seven days a week. 44 weeks that you work seven days a week. And the other eight, don't think you're off. Yeah. Don't think that, that that you're like off those times. So it is just the uh, what is being counted on, which again, which went back to when I discussed how crazy it is that they only allow 10 coaches in Division One. So what they do is they just pile everything on that one particular coach above and beyond because in the NFL, it's your job to coach them. Mm-hmm somebody else's job to get the talent. They're the ones doing the evaluation, the GMs, the scouts. They're the ones that get the talent. In college, you're, you're, you get both. Also, in, in the NFL, you're selecting them to come to you. Where in college, you're trying to convince them to select you. So the work is, is, is way more. Now, first, I make sure this is crystal clear, though. We, I, they chose the profession. So no one was drafted into this situation. That's fair. So it, so when when so I never felt you should ever complain about the hours yourself because that is something that you signed up for. If you don't want to do those hours, do something else. But those hours are going to be available. And like it's been discussed as coaches, we've brought this upon ourselves with how how we set up camps, how we have how was voted in to be able to do official visits in June. I don't think people have any idea the mayhem, the nuts, and the misery of June. Because during June, you have camps, mm. you have official visitors, and then you also have during that time, you're going to do prep stuff. So you're watching. I'll give an example. When I was coaching, well, we didn't have as many. There was no official visits. But I'm at Nebraska with Tom Osborne and his staff. We had more camps at that time. But every day during camp, when camp got over, at 11.30, 11.45 for the morning session, everyone immediately reported to the offense and defensive staff, and we prepped for the season. And we'd be watching whoever we were opening up with, whoever teams, we were watching Oklahoma, Florida State, whoever we were going to play, we would watch them from roughly 11.45 until probably 1 o'clock. And they'd be back on the field at 1.30. Mm. There wasn't a second wasted with what had to happen. Well, now to give you an example, this happened last year. I'm sure this happened this weekend with Nebraska. They had official visitors in. So as an assistant coach, that means most likely you're at the complex somewhere around 5 a.m., 5 Jeez. to 6 a.m. And by the time you get the parents back to the hotel it's, it, and, and done for the night, it's usually midnight, and sometimes it runs later. And so that's the and day. Whole day so, so you're looking at, at, at like the assistant coaches and what I did this last year, several days over 20 hours. And then had to come right back and back it up. And those also would be happen. We'd have a uh, like a, they had a Friday night lights camp. We had a camp with official visitors there. So as soon as Friday night lights camp got over, you went and met up with the parents uh, for recruiting. So that's the the how it goes through. So it's a it's a lot. Also, give you an example. That's how we did that with with uh, with Coach Osborne with Coach with Coach O. We'd have 
the same thing going on. But when we had camp, we'd be get done at maybe like 11.30 off the field. By 11.35, you were expected to be in the full staff room. And they had food for you. Your food was set in front of your deal. So you got there at 11, 11.35. And I mean, if you were late, things were rolling. And it was like, okay, we got to watch the film. So we had personally filmed all the prospects that were in camp. So we'd go through every prospect that was there Dang. to watch him in camps. So we watch, watch, watch to make sure because a lot of times what was going on was those kids then were showering because they, a lot of kids only came to the one section. They come to the morning or the afternoon. So if they came in the morning and we'd already knew about him, we'd watched him, we'd seen their film. He did really good in camp. You know, Coach O wanted to make sure we got him immediately up to his office before the next session started at 1.30. And so from the time you got there, so again, you would be on, on this is without without uh, official visitors or, the, or if there was official visitors, that's how you went your day. You'd be there at 5 a.m., go through the whole deal, go through camp, have that inner camp or like that you used every second, right back on the field coaching. Then right when you got done with camp, you're back into recruiting mode, then you're off to your official visits. And that goes the entire month of June. So really you work in the month of June, you really work three months. Three, well, month of June is probably three, three and a half months as far as what you put in. So a lot of respect for the coaches. I've been through that numerous times. I've been through the the new era of what it's like to build to, build to get through that. But I always go back to the fact that we also selected it. So you didn't. You, you don't have to do it. That's also why there's choice. also a pick for those when you love football, that you'd like to be in the NFL. Because you know what you do in the NFL when you're on vacation? You leave the building and you don't even look. There's nothing to do. You just leave the building. It's not like, hey, make sure you're, make sure you're uh, talking to so-and-so with nope. Tampa Bay. Can't do that. That's illegal. Can't do any of those things. So you just coach your guys, and then when there's no guarding of your desk. because And then no matter what you're also doing as an assistant football coach, you could also do more. Sometimes you're just like, I, I, don't, I, I just have to sleep at some point in time. But you could always text one more person. You always check one more thing. And so it's really hard not to be lazy, not to be lazy, but not to get uh, – you know, just make sure you're you're doing every little detail in the, in the preparation to get players on your team with that. I would imagine it's difficult for an assistant coach to go from college to NFL and then back to college. It would be it'd be right. it'd be extremely difficult, especially if you were out for four or five years. Just right. to say you've been out for about seven years now, and you come back like, oh yeah, I've done this. They're like, no, you haven't. Things have changed, yeah. my friend. You have no idea what's going to hit you in the in the face of that. Like, what about recruiting? Well, it's, there's recruiting. There's also NIL. There's also Portal. There's all the different phases of it. So, like I said, it changed from the 4% each year to 80% in one year. So there's been remarkable changes. And for an NFL coach, then everyone works hard, don't get me wrong, but for an NFL coach uh, to have to all of a sudden come back, then all of a sudden, hey, you got to make 20 recruiting calls. you got to send texts to your recruits every single day to start the day off. Then you have to correspond with them all day long. So all those things that that they'd be just like they they'd be mind blown for how that works. Like, oh my lord, this is a lot. That's why you see a lot of coaches when they have opportunities. They're like, man, I'm I'm going to stay in the NFL. I'm going to stay in the NFL. Yeah. But you also have a chance in in college ball to make your roster much better because you can improve your roster dramatically. Where NFL say, hey, we all got so many draft picks, and that's what you have. You got seven draft picks. You got free agencies, and you got undrafted free agents. That's how I. That's how we get our team better. But most of those are all in the selection mode, and and really, like that, you have some input as an assistant coach, but nothing like the GM does no. and the scouts and all that. They're the ones and the head coach. But you know, as far as like the DB coach, not so much. All right, that was uh, Bill's thrills. Good football facts Monday about how it goes in the profession. The hours you work are crazy. Right. We, all, we, you know, we already assumed that, but now there's, there's more than people 
realize in the board. Like I said, it, they're, it's selected that way. Yeah. And, and remember, you don't get it's not less hours if you're at a at a in a smaller conference. It's not less if you're coaching at Utah State. Same number as if you're coaching Alabama. They're identical across the board. That's Bill's Thrill, sponsored by Mid Plains Advisors. Call Dirk Scott and Ty for your financial needs. Mid Plains Advisors, top of the hour. Some gifts for us and also a situation college baseball suspension suspension. for a celebration. Discuss that next in an early break in the ticket. 